Grand Rising, Grand Rising, beautiful people, and welcome to SFA Charlotte. Yes, we're here. We strive for achievement, especially in the black community. It is your boy, Kalen, a.k.a. Knoxless. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, anywhere on social media at K-N-O-X-L-I-S-T. And, of course, I got to bring in the squad, the gang. You know what I'm saying? Podcast mates, co-producers, co-owners. Listen, we run it, big. You know what I'm saying? So, first and foremost, I'm bringing up the queen of this here house. Lord, dot have mercy herself. Lord, have mercy. Lord, dot have mercy. That's L-O-R-D-E dot have, H-A-V-E, mercy, M-E-R-C-Y on Instagram. Kinks, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. Peace and love, family. Peace and love. Peace and love. I'll be smiling so hard when we be doing these intros. Listen, I've been thinking about this joke for a minute too. I've been hyped low key for this one. Oh, and then we got brother. I mean, you gotta, you gotta go see Big Bro. You know what I'm saying? On Instagram, but seriously, his Instagram is go G O C S E E Big B I G Bruh B R U H on Instagram. Go see Big Bruh on that hill. He gonna tell you something about the Lord and yourself. Brother Stokes, we're handing in. What's up? What's up? What's up? Representing for the Baby Boomer and Generation X. But y'all know how we do it. We just laying in the cut light C-section. <coughs> oh, God. <laughs> That's the first time I've ever heard that. <laughs> oh, man. Brother Sons always come with the originals. All right. All right. All right. All right. So what are we talking about today? I'm just going to knock it off. I'm just, I'm just going to masturbation, man. Masturbation. That, that's what we're talking about. Yes, I know. Don't don't drive off the road. Don't swear too bad. You know what I'm saying? If you need to park, go ahead. Gather your thoughts. I, I, I said what I said. I'm not taking it back. We're talking about those things that we need to talk about, man. Like last week, and if you didn't hear last week's episode, we did talk about poly relationships. You can go to uh, our anchor you know what I'm saying? Anchor.fm forward slash SFA Charlotte to view all of our uh, recent awesome content. Listen, please leave a like, share, rate, do what you need to do if you want to hear more of these beautiful what? voices here. Comments. So drop comments. Don't just call us on the phone to give us your opinion. <laughs> drop comments. And again, on Instagram, that's SFA dot charlotte and on facebook that's sfa charlotte add us follow us dm us please contact us let's talk hashtag let's talk about it now had to had to get that in there you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. we, we, you gotta plug yourself you know what i'm saying you gotta plug yourself because you are important anywho we're gonna get into it. you the plug dot com all right so <laughs> You know, you just gotta let it breathe a little bit. I love y'all, man. This is fun already. <laughs> All right, so you know, we had to bring some levity, but to be honest, we talk about masturbation. I'm just gonna that's what we're talking about. And the reason that I felt like it was important to bring this to the forefront is because it's something I feel like 
we don't talk about not even at school when you have the little sex ed or not even in church where you know you may bring it up but like I'm talking about at home like we really aren't having those conversations with each other not at large there there are pockets I, I do believe but at large I feel like we're really not having that conversation and it begins to um it begins to have just our people looking any which where for answers because they're curious because they don't know and the people that they look to to lead them or to teach them they're too busy because they don't know and they're trying to figure it out too so man i just wanted to bring that bring that to the forefront and just uh yeah that's what we're gonna talk about today so i'm just gonna open the floor up just um for a little bit of just conversation piece then we're gonna get into a little bit more uh let me say research (laughs) you know what i mean so uh, masturbation. When you hear the word, like, what is the first feeling you feel, uh, my uh, host? Hmm. You said the first thing I feel. Yeah, just like boom, you hear it, masturbation. Oh my goodness, what do you boom? What is that? I think chills or goosebumps. Mm. That's the first thing that comes to mind. Just that whole sensation. Of chills and or just catching a, or catching goosebumps, mm-hmm. but I know me having that me having that connection just comes from associating it with pleasure. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I think I, I the first thought came to my mind was anticipation. Um, mm-hmm. Quick, shallow breath, shallow breathing. And not because of pleasure or because of um, enjoy enjoyment of the act itself, but because I am sure, like myself, most people are masturbating, hoping not to be caught. So there's an anticipation that comes with the thought of, oh, let me see if I can get some bathroom time, especially if you're in a home that's occupied with a lot of people so yeah mm, mm, wow okay and y'all both brought out some 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 good points i definitely want to continue on with what brother soak said like the fact that you know because i feel you with the shallow breath and then the the, the it's like it's like the adrenaline rush of like i don't want to get caught but i want to finish <laughs> like it's like that 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 go between is just it's just a, a a dichotomy just within at least for me I'm not saying that's for everyone else I'm just saying I understand that feeling. However, it's just where where did that come from? Like the fact of that what we're doing is one wrong or bad, and why isn't it something that we can discuss or talk about? Or share with you know parents, uh, uncle, cousin, whoever. Um, and I I brought that up because I did find an article. Um, it's actually titled "Sexuality and Spirituality: Possible Bedmates in the Religious Terrain in Contemporary Nigeria." Now, yes, I know this is SFA Charlotte. This is not SFA Nigeria. However. I did want to do some research into masturbation when it came to um, African spirituality. And the reason why I chose that is because I feel like a lot of times when we do our research, 
um, especially in America, a lot of things are whitewashed and a lot of things are through one specific lens and you're only seeing it from one specific lens. So in the effort to strive for achievement, I went to another lens. You know what I'm saying? So, yes, I just, just felt like explaining myself. But, um, yes, the authors are Akintu Dorcas and Ayatanio. Yes, they are Ph.D. doctors at the Department of Religious Studies in the University of Mbadan in Mbadan, Nigeria. And I just wanted to bring up, like, where do we get the fact that it was wrong? And I, I just have a feeling that we get it from our religious upbringing, at least my personal experience. I did because it was like masturbation was grouped along with just like a sexual I don't know. I don't want to say afflictions, but can can can't help me. Just sexual For desires, me, it's like or... sexual sin. Yeah, like it's just yeah. like something that you didn't do. Like sex was only, and I know this kind of branches off from what we're talking about. But sex was one of those things where it's like you only, in a religious aspect, you only engage in it if you're married. It's not something that's done outside of marriage. Got that you. Is that is true. That is true. Right, right. Because it's the whole thing of you know, save yourself. Um, you know, you want to be a virgin once you, because you want to marry your your person, and once y'all are married, then y'all have that moment when you're first together. That of course, the blood is supposed to represent like the joining of of a two, and. In doing my research, I found in this article, like, it really explains, at least to me, it explained. I just want to bring out some points. At least to me, it explained, like, the fact that how sex, and, and the religious sense that I was taught, and I feel like a lot of America, just like Christianity, majority Christianity, or in that lens of Christian thought, it's just like, sex is just like a secular thing, except when you're married, then it's beautiful. Like, then it's spiritual. But if you're not married, then it's secular and it's totally separate. And in doing the research on this article, it was just really explaining how the the traditional African religions looked at sex as more so of a holistic, spiritual, like a spiritual element. And it's just not, um, how can I say, it? it's just not carnal or it's just not like primitive. It's just not the, I just need to get off, or I just need to get this nut, or I just need to, it's it's a connection. It's like a, a, a interconnected, uh, I'm just going, I'm just going to read, read this, this, this uh, sentence that I see. It says, in traditional, in traditional society, sex is a spiritual dimension because it involves the fusion of a man and a woman. The fusion could produce good result only if the sexual partners are united spiritually. And if not, the fusion will yield bad result. So just in that, just in that little piece, it's just like you see how it's a spiritual connection that yields good result. Like, and they didn't say a baby; they just said good result, and that could be anything. And you, I, I've I've heard the saying: when you give, when when a man gives a woman a dream, she holds it, and it bursts into, I mean, whatever you give her, so a woman could turn a house into a home. And so, yeah, uh, 
I just wanted to just bring up that part, just the fact of how sex is a spiritual experience. And I do want to just open the floor to just, um, I mean, just to anybody, just to really pitch in and say, like, well, how do you feel about that? Like, sex is really a spiritual experience and not just a separated secular and spiritual in moments, but in totality, that's what it is, honestly. I would definitely say that I feel that sex is something that is spiritual and I feel like it's, it is important to honor that and just keep that, keep that in mind. Cause I feel like specifically in America, I'm not sure how it, how it's perceived in other cultures, but the idea of sex being something that's not, I'm not going to say that America portrays it as something that's not spiritual, but it's not something that you really hear people talk about. Mm-hmm. Like, especially when you think about movies or um, songs or music, um, especially when it comes to music, I feel like sex is something that's treated as just a, let me get this off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was going to say it's it's interesting because it's like I feel like in having that in having that perspective of seeing sex as being spiritual compared to seeing sex as being mm, um, I guess physical it just makes me think of that whole flesh versus spiritual battle Mm. I gotta I gotta say what I'm hearing and what I'm thinking and what we are discussing to me we're speaking about first contact and if we're talking spirit versus the world spirit versus flesh spirit versus carnal, worldly, whatever word you want to put on it, that's not spiritual. So spirit versus whatever is not spirit. We're talking first contact. And what do I mean by first contact? How did you receive your information? How did you receive the information about masturbation? How did you receive the information about sexual activity. How did you receive it? Meaning not only how it was brought to you, but how were you offered the opportunity to comprehend it? Were you offered a, 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 a space of compassion, empathy, uh, patience, willingness to walk with you so that you could find the answer. Because when you recite, Brother Knoxless, when you recite what was inside the paper, inside the research from those PhDs in Africa, they're saying, or at least what I'm hearing, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to assume I know exactly what they were speaking. But what I heard is that they're saying it is the decision of the participant 
on what the act represents. If the act represents a desire to connect on a spiritual level, then good will be produced from it. If both parties are not in agreement with each other, and, 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 and that's just with anything, that ain't gotta be sex. That's with anything. If I don't agree with you and I enter into an act with you, why would I lie? So as soon as I lie, I've muddied the waters of what we're doing. So it can't, no good can come out of. And that's just lying. Imagine someone forcing themselves upon somebody. Imagine someone, and, and, and I don't want to walk it too far away from what our topic is, but again, going back to what was presented in the paper and we talking about masturbation. My first thought is, how was it brought to us? Was it brought to us? What was the first contact with it? Was my first contact with masturbation, the subject of masturbation, was it shameful? Was it brought to me to make me feel shame? Was it brought to me to make me feel like if I, if I tried it, something negative was going to happen to me and I couldn't avoid that? Was it brought to me to say, okay, this is a natural part of human physiology. You, you've been, you know, you, 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 you're, you hit puberty, you're, you're curious, you have hormones, you, you, you know, there are so many levels to it. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, sure, I'm sure Miss Keats for a, a woman, it's the exact amount of levels as a man, but I remember having to have the conversation about erections and then how to navigate what to do with an erection if you are not to engage in sexual activity. Like, and, 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 and I'm not trying to make it sound mystical. I'm just, you know, I was told, go take a cold shower. Like, you're going to get them. You, you just understand they're going to happen. But if you're here at the house and they happen, go jump in the shower, take cold shower. It'll, you know, it'll shock your body and it'll go away, which is a lie. It ain't going to go away. You're going <laughs> 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 to be shaking there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's just it's just, you know, but the more information that comes in, the more times I'm allowed to have contact with this subject and receive truthful, empathetic, sympathetic, compassionate information that's not meant to bring me, not meant to deliver shame to me, then I will be able to navigate, like you (laughs) said, or or the article speaks, I'll be able to navigate what part is spiritual, what part is not. Right. Right. And I, and, um, Man, man, I love y'all. Cause I, I, I really just love how we feed off of each other. Because when brother, so you said first contact, I was like, dang, that's well. When you first said it, it brought me just like your first contact with the divine, or with mm-hmm. divinity, or with the divine source. Like what? I, my first time, I, like I was just like, what? Like I would just mess around. I was just like, what is this? I thought honestly something was wrong with me. I thought I was sick. 
I was scared. I didn't know. I didn't want to talk to nobody. I was like, man, what? What's going on? Like that wasn't that wasn't P. Like what's <laughs> happening? I was scared, and I I, I forgot. I think I, I I think I told my dad, but I forgot. I think I was scared for a while. But it's about where you get. How did you receive the information about it? Like where are we receiving the information? And I do want to point back to the article because it pointed out it's so important the home. It's so important that we like I was going back much to my original point. We really need to educate, our, like, we really need to educate each other, like, within our families, within our communities, like, talk about these taboo ideas, such as masturbation, so that we are more informed and that we can make uh, sounder and wiser decisions. Because when you look at it, sexual education, this is coming from the article, sexual education should start from the home, as the home is the first school for a child or an individual. A child who has been tutored at home on the sexual parts of the body and the effect of early exposure to sex would not go out on an exploration spree in an attempt to satisfy his or her sexual urge. I'm going to pause right there because mm. that part, I, I'm, 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 I'm just going to repeat the end of it because that junk just sent me somewhere. A child who has been tutored at home on the sexual parts of the body and the effect of early exposure to sex would not go out on an exploration spree in an attempt to satisfy his or her sexual urge. Mm, 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 mm. When we get that education at home, then we, uh, we, we, we're we more informed so we can make an educated decision when a situation arises opposed to, I don't know nothing, I just know my thing, thanging, and it's beautiful things everywhere. And situations going to pop up. And that thing just going to start thinking. <laughs> but if we become more informed, if we actually educate our brothers, our sisters about themselves, about what's going on, what they're experiencing or what they're going through, we can normalize these subjects and we can cancel out a lot of just injustices in our society by stop making taboo things taboo and let's bring, let's bring light to them such things as masturbation. But, um, yeah, I just kind of wanted to piggyback off that because brother, Sokos, when you hit that first contact, but uh, I I do want I'm I'm just all over the place. I apologize. I I'm excited for real because I like talking about things that we don't talk about because you you like these conversations need to be had. Like this doesn't need to be the last conversation about masturbation that anyone hears in public. Like we really need to talk about these things more so that we can make them normal. And we can start understanding ourselves at a deeper level, spiritually, spiritually. Um, but I did want to talk about how going on an expiration spree to uh, satisfy your sexual urges. And I remember in our production meeting for this episode, we were talking about it and just talking about how, you know, when you when you you feeling yourself, you're discovering these changes in your body and you go to your mom and dad like, yo, what's up? And they too wrapped up in their day or too wrapped up in what they got going on to really give you an answer, then where are you left to go? And with the with the age now of you got your cell phones, you got the internet, you got TV, apps, you got all this all this access, you could just get the information from just anywhere, anybody, celebrity, any anything. And so um we just I just remember that conversation. I just want to bring it bring it back fresh so we could just like yeah man like what's going on 
<laughs> What's going on in our community? Mm. Mm, 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 mm. Go ahead. Give it to us, Keeks. Go ahead. <laughs> I just, uh, I just, I don't know. Like, it, it just makes me curious to, and just thinking about the conversation we were having yesterday, I know one of the things that, um, I had mentioned was like when it came to okay so me and my mom we would talk about sex but we would never talk about masturbation masturbation was just one of those things that was never brought up but one day it just I don't know it's like you know say if you cooking something you just mix it something in a big pot and something just fall into the pot it just <laughs> fell into the conversation I don't know how I don't know where it came from but it just fell in and it wasn't like an awkward fall it was just I really feel like it was something funny I don't know what happened I feel like it was a funny story or something like that but that's how it was introduced and even now when we talk about it it's just it's not like I feel uncomfortable or I feel uneasy about it it's almost one of those things where it's like a friendly conversation rather than I feel ashamed or disgusted behind it um I do think that it's just in listening to some of the things that you all have said and just um, reflecting on our conversation, I was thinking about how sex, you know, and just thinking about how sex is one of those things where at least when it comes to religion, it's something that is used or that is that should be used specifically for married couples. Right. But then masturbation, I feel like that. What if that's something that can be used as an escape for people who are not married Mm. or I want to say maybe people who don't desire marriage but I know that that's not you know there's other things too in addition to masturbation Um, but just having the freedom and just using that to explore your sexuality and I feel like when it comes to the black community I don't know what it is about sex that makes us so damn scary. Like sex, I don't know. It's like, uh, it's like sex is so cringy at times and it shouldn't be. And talking about it and yeah, Really, and talking about it. Because I feel like in talking about it, that's really where you can learn a lot as well. So it's it's just very interesting because I feel like there's this very shy kind of like fear when it comes to talking about sex, specifically within the Black family. And I don't understand why that is. But I feel like in having more conversations about it, not just when it comes to masturbation, but about sex overall, I feel like that would help us a lot and help us to have healthy sexual lives Mm. rather than Mm. going on exploration and, you know, Mm. things like that. Man, I got to, I got to, you know, what's the thing you do for, uh, Spoken word artists when they when they give a fire presentation, I got snap on that. I got snap on that. And the reason why is is, is you know, I, I 
okay, so you spoke about what you loved. This is what I love about us when we plan our episodes and we go over in our production meetings how we would like to see the episode flow. But then when we get in the midst of the episode, so many of the doors are opened. <laughs> the, you know, I'm about to cry right now. And, and I'm going to admit that I'm about to cry right now because Keeks, your statement of why we in the black community, specifically in America, have this thing about not wanting to introduce healthy sexual activities within our own household, parent to child, older sibling to younger sibling, aunt, uncle to niece, nephew, older cousin to younger cousin, grandparent to grandchild, you know, and of course we can, you know, we could, and I'm going to say it like this. We could use the cop out. Oh, it's because of slavery. And, and the reason why I say we could use that as a cop out is because that can be the big wool blanket that you can throw over the subject to kill any more speech about the subject. Like, oh, it was slavery. You know, we ain't got to really dig into the, no, why my daddy would not talk to me about it? Why the only conversation I had with him about anything sexual in nature was, son, before you get married, make sure you taste as many flavors out there in the world as you can. Wow. Like, like, why was that the only conversation? Why when I speak with my mother, even to this day, it's hard for her to speak to me about my sexual life because it's hard for her to speak about her sexual life. There are, and, and it's not accusation, it's let's really, like you were saying, Keeks, let's really dive into this yarn ball, pulling at these strings because they're so, okay, watch this. I don't even know the percentage. But I guarantee you, after I say this, we'll go look it up. And I probably won't be more than 10% right or, you know, 10% wrong in either direction. Inside the Black community in America, as of 2021, I will venture to guess that 60% of our girls before the age of 15, first sexual encounter was through some form of violence. And when I say violence, I mean they were forced to do something they didn't want to do or some creepy old man touched them in their private areas or they were flat out abused sexually. I will go so far as to say 50% of our boys before the age of 15. So when I say 60%, I'm saying six out of 10 girls. When I say 50%, I'm saying five out of 10 boys. And that's just 2021, and we ain't even finished with 2021. And so 
that's just one aspect of sexual activity. And if a child before the age of 15 is not given the opportunity to speak about what happened to them, and then they sit down at school or they get on their computer and, and they don't know how to process their own feelings. They don't know how to process the act itself. Was it good? Was it bad? Was I supposed to do it? Was it supposed to happen? Who was that person? Is this love? Is this not love? You know, you don't know what you're dealing with. And, and, and now stretch that over four generations because you're going to talk about Generation Z, Millennials, Generation X, the Baby Boomer generation. And that only takes us back to 1940, 1950, 1940. You got the greatest generation that ever lived. That's a title because those were the people that came as a product, those were the children that were born as a product of World War II. Greatest generation ever lived. <laughs> so that's five generations. And that takes us back to 1920. 1920, Black America. When did slavery end? 1865. So 1865 to 1920. You don't, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna stop there. I'm gonna stop there. Go ahead, keep going. <laughs> Man, you're on fire, boy. You're on fire right now. But no, that's that's that that junk just that junk just is, is so crazy because if we teach if we teach our children about themselves when they discover themselves. Then when they come into these situations, let that be family member, let that be anything else, they know how to handle themselves. Because a lot of these predators, they prey on the ignorance. And then if we don't talk about it, if we don't bring these subjects like rape, these subjects like molestation, these subjects like masturbation, these subjects like sex, if we don't bring these subjects to light, they're going to continue to be done in the dark and stay in the dark. That's why you have so many people afraid to come out and speak against people that have abused them because they're afraid that if they speak out, they'll just be shut up again. And and we don't need that as a community. Especially within the black community, let alone just the human community. But we really need to start equipping each other with the tools necessary to not just survive this life but to thrive in this life I feel like we've been surviving so long and I feel like that could also tie into just why we don't talk about these subjects it's because this is not about surviving that junk just to just to get you through the day let's like what I don't I can't talk about that I don't even want to talk about that it's too tough it's too hard like we really need to get into the I'm not even going to get too deep into it and say get into the dark matter, but you need to get into it, man. We need to start inform informing our people. And one last quote from this article that I just want to hit right on the head. 
It says, our children and adults alike must be not only intelligent, but also so sex-informed that they are no longer curious. Mm. I feel like that puts a bow on everything we just said. Most deaf. Most yes. deaf. Yep. Yep. Everything. So, um, I definitely want to bring bring uh, a segment to the podcast. Uh oh, uh, just questions, man. Questions. I had the I had my my squad, my gang, bring some questions to 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 the podcast so we can just you know get some thinkers on and we could just have a you know good old southern conversation <laughs> but um but yeah uh let's see let's see let's see let's see brother stokes you can go first all right all right so my question that i wanted to bring to you guys based on this is do you today think that your parents equip you correctly when it came to the subject of how to deal with your body when puberty hit and and if it sounds too uh complicated did your parents sit down with you right when you were 13 14 and just ask you what are you feeling in your body? How does your body? Can you say the question one more time? When you were about 12, 13, 14, did mm-hmm. your parents sit you down and ask you, how does your body feel? What do you feel about your body? Any questions related to your body in the change of going through puberty? Nope. Yeah, I'm over here racking my brain. Like, the only thing I could think about around then was just eighth grade. Like, the boys and the girls were separated. And the teachers just, like, talking about everything. And, you know, they were saying penis and breast. And everyone was laughing. Ah, he said penis. Ah, he said breast. So, that's it. That's, like, the first thing I remember. It was my people, though. Your, your parents were the educators? No, I said it. That it wasn't my people. Oh, okay, it wasn't. No, it was just yeah. It was the teachers at the school. <clears throat> no, my uh, my mother, God bless her. She she did. She had a great conversation with me as best she knew how. Um, she asked me a few questions. I think the questions that she was most comfortable hearing my answer on. But I can tell you that it was very awkward for me to be sitting at the dining room table while my mother is in the kitchen cooking the way our uh, house was set up. She could be in the kitchen cooking. It was an open kitchen with the dining table in the same area. Um, And she's cooking and I'm doing homework and she's, you know, asking me. So uh, I know you probably got a girlfriend. Mama leave, you know, or I don't want to talk about it. Uh-huh. So tell me, tell me, tell me, what do you feel when you with this girl, when you're around this girl? Do you do you do you get a change in your body? Do you do you, do you get an erection? And I'm like, mama, 
And it was funny to me that I knew the word to know what it meant to know that I'm like, Mama, why are you asking me this? Like, but I, I am really thankful that she um, she was bold because it allowed me the opportunity to come to my mother with some other things, very innocuous. Uh, not innocuous in the sense of the situation, but very innocuous in the sense that I remember that after a sexual encounter, I'm, you know, I caught crabs. And you don't know what they are. You really don't know when it's your first time and you're not 17 yet. And so I'm in the, you know, I'm suffering all day at school. Like, why does this itch and burn so bad? Why does this itch and burn so bad? And so when I get home, I jump in the shower and, you know, and for those that are listening, if you've never caught crabs, one of the venereal diseases, if you've never caught crabs, God bless you. But if you have, you know what I'm about to say. So there I am in the shower trying to sleep, and I see one jump. And all I did, as naked as the day I was born, jump out the shower, wet, run to my mother and say, Mama, I got bugs. <laughs> I got bugs. <laughs> and of course, her first reaction is, get out of my face. Go go put some clothes on. And I'm like, but I'm burning. I got bugs. She like, what little girl you been messing with? <laughs> and um, so, of course, you know, she takes me to the local pharmacy and we get a cream and cream is you know, and so the situation got taken care of. But also from that incident, that was my mother's opportunity to introduce condoms to me. And like I said, she 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 did it the best way she knew possible. It wasn't a long speech. It wasn't, you know, a, I care about you, you know, anything like that. It was, hey, don't make me a grandmama before my time. Stop messing with these dirty little girls. And here, you need to start using this. And that's basically what it was. But I am thankful that my mother was there for me to help me. Because, again, like I said, the, I didn't have much conversation with my father. I mean, I'm a child of divorce. And of course, I was raised on a whole totally opposite coast than my father lived on. But, you know, thank God for my mother. So that's what made me ask the question is because parents sometimes themselves do not come equipped. And so it's hard for them to equip their children. And, you know, but if you were blessed enough to have a parent that was forward thinking in your youth, then you had a parent that was able, however the conversation to equip you about such things inside the, the subject matter of sexuality. Thanks, yeah. And that's why I feel like I don't judge my parents on, like, not just sitting me down 
and talking to me about it because, like, looking back, it's just like, I can only imagine what they were going through that they just didn't voice or that they just don't, they didn't talk about. Because, I mean, why would you talk to your child about that? I guess. I don't know. But, um, yeah. Because I remember, like, <laughs> my sex talk about that. I don't know if he likes when I talk about this, but I like talking, I like sharing it. He got out the shower. I was laying in the bed, watching TV, just one random night. It wasn't even a special night. He just came in the room, threw a bag at me. It hit me in the chest. I'm confused. He was like, everything's in there. There's a pebble in there if you got any questions. We were sharing a closet, so he went, picked out his clothes for the next day, and left the room. I was like, what? So I look in the bag. I'm like, yo. Like, I'm looking around, like, my room. Then I mind you, it's just me there. So I'm like, yo, what? These are condoms in here. What is he doing? And so, like, I pull out the pamphlet. It's like, bro, this is a whole. It's like, what? I'm just supposed to sit here and just, just, I don't know, talk to the pamphlet, read. Like, okay. And then he came back in the room. And I was like, thanks. He was like, oh, you're welcome. I love you. I was like, I love you too. Uh, and that was it. <laughs> and that was it. Uh, I, I did use a condom. So, I, you know, he looked out. And I'm grateful he did. Because I don't have any babies. Mm. Hallelujah. Mm. But, um, but yeah. Mm. Man. I love that. I love that. Okay. Keeks, you want to ask your question? Or you want me to ask mine? Uh, I can ask mine. I know my verbiage may be a little confusing. But I'm going to go ahead and we gonna pitch this thing Bye. so do you believe there is such a thing as complete sexual satisfaction mm. do I believe there's such a thing as what as complete <laughs> as complete sexual satisfaction I don't even no, I'm sorry. I'm not laughing at the question. I'm laughing at the fact that I ain't never thought. I'm literally being honest. I have never thought that there could be complete satisfaction. Like, I've never thought that there would be complete satisfaction. That's why you keep doing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> to get it right. Um, I would say, yeah. I would say, yeah. I would say this such a thing. The reason I was asking is just thinking about, you know, and thinking about people who, because, you know, everyone has a different, um, I guess, libido. Is that the right word? Uh, Depends on where you're going. but. (laughs) But, like, everyone has a different desire when it comes to sex, like, or sex drive. Let's say that. Yep. Libido, that was perfect. That was perfect. Okay. Um, so, you know, in having that, and then just this conversation about masturbation and just talking about sex in general, and at least, at least in talking about it when it comes to, um, a religious aspect or a religious context, how can you make sure that you are being balanced? That's pretty much where I was getting at when I was asking this question when I was thinking about it because you know you have some people who may have a higher sex drive so they may have a lot of sex but then you have people who may not have as high of a sex drive so they may not 
engage in any sexual activities whatsoever. So then in having, the reason I was asking if if there's a such thing as complete satisfaction is pretty much to make sure like, is there a way that a person can be, I guess, sexually balanced, if that makes sense? I, I, I It makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. It makes um, sense to me. I feel like I feel like it's it's a it's a little it's a little bit of a lot of everything. <laughs> <laughs> and I say that to say I feel like in some instances uh it's more so about reframing sex or reframing just that sexual desire because that could just be just energy that's just being misguided. Mm. So there really could just be a creative energy that has nowhere else to go and because you haven't discovered another creative outlet your only creative outlet is masturbation is sex is whatever it is so have you but when you start to when you start to understand self and understand that that's at a that's at a very base level like rookie level like you just in the league like come on now you still got like you still got to break in your shoes like you understand that oh there's there's way deeper levels to that and i feel like once you get to there then you can redirect that sexual energy because like half the time it's not necessarily you want to have sex is your body's want to release that energy somewhere else boom that's one instance then another instance it could just be you know you just need the right person because there is a thing as like sexual inc- incompatibility. Like if you have somebody with an extremely high sex job and someone that just don't like to have sex, they gonna run into some issues. Like, and that's just not because they have spirit. Like just because of their personality, just because of their moon signs. Like no, like that's a diff. Like when when you're in relation with someone, you will want to be able to have complete satisfaction with them. <laughs> Let me say that. So I do feel like it's it's a person thing. Um, honestly, those are my only two points. I feel like it's redirecting the energy, and then it could just really be that you might just need to link up with that person that matches your libido, or that can keep up, or that you can you know whip them into shape, train them how you. I don't know, not whip them like that, but anyways, I'm just gonna backtrack. But yeah, those are my two points. I love that yeah. you said that you made the point about energy that may need to be navigate it. I feel like that's very important to recognize. Yeah, and I agree with you too, um, Brother Knocklin, and I definitely understand exactly what your question is. And when we put the spiritual, well, not even spiritual, but the religious aspect on what is sexual balance or what is um, can you be completely satisfied sexually, you know, from that position, it it lends itself or it doesn't even lend itself. It's to be observed and thought about and practiced from the position of your relationship with, the, with the, your relationship with God, however you choose to name God. Your relationship with God is more important than 
your sexual life, your sexual desire. So complete satisfaction in a religious aspect is you will say, yes, I'm completely satisfied because you rest in your relationship with God. And inside that religious activity, it is clearly understood that your relationship with God is more important than your desire to want to engage with sexual activity. Now, we discussed this in our production meeting. When taught, and I'll use the word correctly, someone might want to debate whether or not I'm using the right word. When taught correctly, you you can be given the opportunity to investigate yourself to see if your urge is so great that you must find a way of escape. And the word of God inside Christian theology, the word of God gives the opportunity for a person to say, oh, there is a way of escape. My desire is so high, I want to engage in it, but I don't want to offend God. So this is where marriage comes into play because it is better to marry than it is to burn. And that is directly from the word of God. And in that encapsulation, the word burn is translated into it's better to marry so that you can have sex that's approved by God because of marriage rather than to engage in the carnal desire, which is fornication, mar uh, sexual activity outside the circle of marriage. So when we want to look at it from a religious aspect, if we choose to look at it from a religious aspect, then we must acknowledge that a way of escape was made. And this goes back to what you said, uh, Brother Knoxless. Now you've got to engage intelligent, thoughtful, compassionate, empathetic thought processes. Because if you want to have sex, but you don't want to offend God and you don't want to be dissatisfied with your partner. Now you've got to go through a whole entire process of trying to figure out how to find somebody to match your desire. And that, you know, that's, that's, that's a whole nother episode because, <laughs> you know, especially within the black community, the divorce rate is so high. And, and, you know, it's, there are many different reasons why the divorce rate is so high. But inside those many different reasons is people got married too fast because they just wanted to have sex. And once they had sex with the person, they were not satisfied with the person they had sex with. And if they would have just engaged a little bit longer and 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 or as the old folks would say, if you would have stayed on your knees a little bit longer and prayed to the Lord, you would have seen that you didn't need to enter into that relationship. 
But hey, what you gonna do? Sometimes people want to lay on their back more than they want to pray on their knees. Yeah, I ain't got nothing for that. <laughs> I ain't got nothing for that. Uh, mm. What's your question? <laughs> My question? I honestly, honestly, it go hand in hand. It's perfect. Uh, what does masturbation mean to you? Mm. Masturbation means to me. What does it mean? I feel like it means having a fun, creative, and pleasant experience with oneself. It's like a relationship with oneself. And exploring your uh, a relationship with oneself that uh, that allows you to explore your your pleasantries. Mm. Period. <laughs> <laughs> That's I it. Like that. Period. <laughs> it's up, then it's stuck. Um. Of what does masturbation mean to me? Oh man. It means that I do not have to be fooled by the flowery words of any given woman. Like I don't have to be fooled into believing that I gotta let go of all of my standards because sex with her. It's just what I got to have. No, I got masturbation. So I can sit down and talk to you a little long. I can sit down and investigate what you talk about a little long. I can find out if everything you're talking about is lies and or the truth. Because, hey, I don't, you know, yeah, you could be that good, but let's, let, let's check some other things out. I don't have to move my standards or abandon my standards in the world of dating because I got masturbation. That's what it means to me. Uh, masturbation. Mm. You've had an interesting road being masturbation. Um I don't I I don't <clears throat> uh I don't know masturbation it's kind of like, it's honestly like a battle for me. Mm. Um, it's something that I honestly don't like to do, and I feel like it, it it has grown to be habitual. Because when I when I found out about it, like, I mean, I'm just a, a horny teenager, <clears throat> and then my one of my friends over his house, he threw on a porn. I didn't know I didn't know what porn was. He threw it on. I'm looking at it. I was like, what? What is this? I was like, oh my goodness. They make it. Like, what? What's going on? Like, I'm looking, like, making sure no one come in. Like, what is going on, bro? And so, um, yeah, that, that that just sparked my interest. And then I just started looking at porn and it just led to masturbation. I feel like those two have been like 
walking in my life ever since that happened. So I akin them the same. And I, I just I just really feel like it's a spiritual battle for me to just like not do it and, and like just save myself for my, my lady, for my fiance. Um I don't know. I don't know. And and it's crazy because in hearing your responses to the question, it's just like, dang, I low-key wish I had that. <laughs> I low-key wish I low-key wish I low-key wish I had that just um absence of mind. I'm not gonna say absence of mind that y'all have. The absence of mind, but I just I don't have that freedom of mind to to masturbate like that. And I don't and I believe as well. It's a it's a huge religious block too, because of fornication so bad, fornication so bad, and like I just I knew it was bad, but I still did it. But it's like something in me is just like, bro, you need to let that go. But it's like, but it's I, but I feel good. Come on, bro, let it go. And I feel like that's the part that's like God. That's why I feel like it's a spiritual battle, because it's something in me that's just like every time it's like, come on, bro, like stop. And like I really be having to sit down with myself. Like I on my album, I have a whole poem called Dear Porn. Yeah. Where I talk about it. Like it 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 is deep for me. And it's crazy because when I put that video out, like I got I had people here in my inbox, like, hey bro, like send me paragraphs, like, bro, I'm dealing with it too. Like, what the heck? And I'm just like, wow, there's really people out here like this. And so yeah, it's different for me. And I feel like that's also why I wanted to talk about it. Because it is a spiritual battle, and I, I just want to win. And in order to win, you just got to bring these demons into a place that they're not comfortable. It's the light. And so they can realize that they're not really demons. It's really an angel. So I really feel like it's my battle to win so that I can help other people win and then just break another generational curse that's cut. That's 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 just restricting people. Like I've I've heard stories of of you know masturbation breaking up relationships because people just get addicted to it. Um. So yeah, yeah. That that's 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 my my answer to that. My answer to that. And I just feel like it's just it's just natural. Like any any last words, closing thoughts, closing remarks. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say as my closing remarks specifically to you both, and not here. Like I'm, I'm gonna set some time aside. We're gonna have a conversation because I want to support. And when I say I want to support you, I I want you to know that you got a brother that is right there with. You. In your moments of struggle, because if you want to win, I want to see you win. I want to see you throw both your arms in the air up towards heaven, screaming hallelujah. I want to see you win. So I'll get with you and, and we'll we'll definitely make a way so that if you need your brother right here on them times that you need because you're struggling and you because you desire to win. So that was the micro. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, 
I don't I don't have any final words or final thoughts. Yeah, I don't have anything. <laughs> Keeks is speechless, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I am. Have a beautiful, blessed, phenomenal day. Those are her last words. Yes. It's my signature. Another one of my signatures. Listen, every time I see a video of yours, I love hearing that. It's like, boom. Hey, guys. Have a blessed, beautiful, phenomenal day. So today we're talking about... I just love it. I love her. I love you. I love you for that. I love y'all. Thank Man. you. And that's what it's all about. It's all about that love, family. So if you're listening to this, spread that love, spread that peace, spread that joy as we are all striving for achievement, striving to win, striving to break these generational curses. And ultimately, we're going to thrive, baby, because that's what it's about. So peace, love, hair grease. We got Brother Stokes, Kicks in the Building, Knoxlet signing off. We'll holla. Holla. Peace.